You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. I'm sorry. My button wasn't working. My mute button. Welcome back. Title up a football podcast. I'm Tony, joined by Corey and Daniel, my guests from what all around that? the football world. This take two. Do you remember? Hello. Do you remember when we always had to take two takes? Oh yeah. Yes, even when they were perfect. And in, in take one, what you missed was Daniel was riding his daughter's unicycle. Corey doesn't give a shit about <laughs> who owns the Washington Commanders. And last week we talked about the running backs. This week we're going to talk about NFL rookie wide receivers. We're going to rank our top five, and. uh that's really what you need to know. Anything you guys want to talk about before the show starts? Uh, what I was mentioning is Stefan Gilmore visited the Colts today via private jet sent by Jim Irsay. What do you think about that? You know, the last like, person to come in on a private jet was Matt Ryan. hey So, I, you know, I, I think it's whatever. I think they're going to get a good deal for him if they get him. So. Yeah, it's I, super I, late in free agency, so I'd imagine... He's got a he's got a ring, right? Yeah, I think um, the Colts, you know, wide receiver is obviously a glaring need for them, but a corner, um, you know, they traded Rockius in already, and he was he was kind of borderline, you know, still had some promise. But if they get Gilmore there and then concentrate on wide receiver and then dressing addressing the trenches on the defensive side of the ball in the draft, that team's gonna be really hard to beat. Well, you got to remember they traded Yasin for Ngakwe, which is they beefed up the trenches there. So, yeah, yeah. And I think Stefan Gilmore, even though it's late in his career with his experience, is an upgrade over Yasin, um, even if we're not going to get the old Stefan Gilmore. So, if, if that's what you did in the offseason, you upgraded your quarterback, you upgraded your defensive line, your pass rush, and you upgraded your cornerback, I think that's a pretty solid offseason. So, I'm all for yep. it. You know, I don't I agree. I don't think he's going to be discounted because it's late in the season. I, I think he's just taking his time here. I mean, I, I, he really is a premier talent still. He hasn't faded. Um, I don't know what it's going to cost to get him. It might be very expensive. But I know that he's oh. talking with, with the Panthers. I know he's been in talks with the Rams. Uh, I, you know, I don't, I don't know where he's going to land. But I feel like this is one of, those, one of those deals where the veteran player understands that he has control of his destiny right now. It's a rare opportunity for him to do that. And I think he's taking his time. I think that's what the, I think that's why this is drawn out so far, is because Stefan Gilmore is wise enough to know uh, this might be the last time that he gets an opportunity to control his fate. Absolutely. Yep. Anything else Agreed. before we get to running backs? Nope. No. Wide receivers, you mean? Oh, wide receivers. Sorry, I was oh, looking at shit. the I was looking at the running back list from last week. I'm keeping it all together so we can hold uh, <laughs> hold you guys accountable. All right, uh, Corey. So we're going to do top five here. Corey went first you, last you, week. Well, what I was going to say is, um, Corey, do you have any honorable mentions? Um, Jahan Dodson didn't, or yeah, Jahan Dodson didn't make my list. I don't know. He didn't really impress me. I don't have a whole lot to say. Uh, who else didn't make my list? Traylon Burks didn't make my list. He didn't uh, make your list? He didn't. Uh, wow. Wow. Okay. Let me, let me check out the notes here real quick. See what I thought of old Traylon. He's got the hands. 
Uh, Arkansas had to order him special gloves because his hands were so big. Uh, yeah. good sp- he's got good speed for his size, although he, he ran a four five five, so he's not a blazer. He's kind of the size of DK Metcalf, but doesn't have the speed. Uh, he's decent in the open field, but he's not going to, you know, he's not going to make a couple guys miss and take it to the house. But, um, I don't know. He, he just wasn't super impressive to me. I think that it's more, I like the guys ahead of him a lot more. I, I don't, I guess I didn't dislike Traylon Burks, but, um, I think the guys ahead of him are a lot better and kind of the same thing for, uh, Jahan Dotson. I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. The other guys I just liked a lot more. Dotson could so, be fine. So I, I also did not have um, Jahan Dotson in my top five, although he he is just a playmaker. I know he's not the biggest guy. Um, he didn't play on the best offense, but he he kind of reminds me of like a Jarvis Landry type, um, someone that just makes plays. And I could see him, you know, th- the good and bad thing about these wide receivers are the earlier they go, the worse teams they will end up on. So a lot of these names that we're going to mention tonight – are kind of going to crash and burn when they get drafted by the Jets and the Texans and, uh, you know, these bad teams. But a guy like Jahan Dotson could land on a very good team, say, the end of, like, the second round or the third round late. And, you know, what if he ends up on, you know, like the Chiefs or, say, the Colts, you know, a team that needs that type of, you know, good possession skill player, and he ends up being great. So I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Jahan Dotson is is just a you know NFL playmaker at the next level. Yeah. But I will go back to Traylon Burks. Since you started talking about him kind of in depth here, I'll just kind of dive in. He's actually my number three um, wide receiver on my list because um, of kind of the couple of things that you've already mentioned. Um, you mentioned he ran a 4.55, which isn't blazing. But the guy's 6'3", 225. Um, and actually, my it's funny, my pro comp was a slower DK Metcalf. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. That's incredible. So that was absolutely perfect. But a guy that's 225 also kind of worries me because if he gets any bigger, we're looking at like a Kelvin Benjamin type situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to where, he, you know, he's just going to be like a, a, a tight end type type guy but if he sticks to that weight or even drops like 10 pounds or so i think this dude is going to be great at the next level i i actually really really like Traylon burks um 33 inch vertical for that size is actually really really good and then over a 10 foot broad jump 10 foot two um at the combine but um so he played i just wrote down a couple little notes here um he played with a cast on his right hand one game um, in high school as a senior year and he is right-handed. Okay. He played with a cast on his right hand and that game, he had 11 catches for 285 yards and three touchdowns. Jesus. The guy is just a monster. Um, he, I, I wrote down some pros and cons here because last year he had 66 catches for 1104 yards and 11 touchdowns. And this is on Arkansas who, they're not very good. Um, they're, they're a good defensive team more than anything, but um, he's got the size speed combo because um, his speed is good, but he's just got to get up to that speed. He doesn't have like breakaway, like catch it on slant, take it to the house speed like DK would. Um, but 
you know, if you get him on the outside and he's catching the ball one-on-one, he's going to outrun the guy because he's already up to speed. Um, he sells his body well to like, you know, lays out on catches. He, he's, he's a maximum effort type guy, um, which I love to see. He, he takes every level of the game serious. Um, Arkansas played Alabama this year. He had eight catches for 179 yards and two touchdowns wow. against Alabama. And Nick Saban is kind of like Bill Belichick. He tries to take away your best option, and Traylon Burks was by far their best option. And he did great against that game. I mean, nonstop um, highlights from that Alabama game because he did so well. But um, also, obviously, due to the size, he's very, very strong. And so he doesn't struggle with press coverage at all. Um, a lot of corners uh, decided to, they were going to press him because they thought they had help up, you know, up top, back behind him. And he just obliterated him. So um, he has a good second gear. But like I mentioned, uh, weight. Weight's a big con for me. I hope he stays that 225 or maybe even a little less. Um, and then contested balls. Um, he's not as good as another player that we're going to mention tonight as that contested ball um, catcher, even though he's so big, he doesn't utilize his body as much as he should sometimes. But uh, I think that's something that, that can be changed uh, due to a little coaching. But I, I really, really like Traylon Burks. Um, I, I hate to rewind too much here. Um, Jahan Dotson, I did have some notes on him and I had to change up my uh, process this week a little bit because the wide receiver film was so horrible and slow. I about puked. What do you Um, mean? Just like, cause I was watching just games like, and it was just plays with the wide receivers. And I mean, 75% of them, they're just running five yards and the plays over. Like, so that was my issue, but here's my notes on Jahan. This is where it all, all derailed for me this week. Um, Jahan Dotson. These are my notes, either a horrible QB or O line at Penn state QB, not making a lot of downfield passes return. uh, Jahan Dotson returned punts for Penn state. This offense is miserable to watch. What's their record? Seven and six. Really? They are playing Michigan. <laughs> He's not afraid of contact, catches balls in traffic. But yeah, dude, it was it was bad. I had to I had to change up my strategy this week a little bit. Yeah. What were you gonna say, Tony? No, I was gonna ask. You both mentioned uh, DK Metcalf as a comp, as the closest comp you could think of immediately. And I remember coming into the draft, DK Metcalf fell because people saw him as a one-dimensional route runner. I'm seeing notes here with Burks that say that he excels vertically, you know, and and it it sounds a lot like DK Metcalf. Daniel, you watch so much more film than I do. We talked about this before the show. I'm really more of like a theoretical and a conceptual. I don't, I don't know football as raw as you do. Right. I mean, that's just the reality. I prefer to, to stand back and, and look at it a little bit differently than the X's and O's. Do you see what, how do you, do you see that same issue with Burks? Is is he more improved than Metcalf in that in that way as a route runner? What do you think? Um, it's hard because I don't know how much of that was unfair to DK Metcalf because I don't know if that's all that he was asked to do um, in college because he he sure came out the gate in the NFL and made everybody feel dumb like really quick. So yeah, that's really not did. something that someone can learn in like an off season. Okay. So I feel like he kind of had those traits anyway. But yes, I I do feel like Traylon Burks is kind of getting the DK Metcalf treatment here. But, you know, if you're that big, it's really hard unless you have a body type like DK Metcalf, which is like out of this world specimen. 
um, to be able to cut and adjust like DK Metcalf. Like if you could, if you could come out, you know, about 10, 15 yards, stop on a dime, turn around and then immediately jolt and, you know, be 10 yards ahead of the guy. It's really hard to do that when you're in the 200 pound range and so tall. Um, but Traylon Burks, he, he's just got to get that top end speed up like DK, and then he can kind of do the same thing. So I, I don't know if that is lose 10, 15 pounds, and then he could kind of do that a little easier, or if he was a little bit more refined because he did run a little bit more dynamic of a route tree than DK. But although Arkansas was a pretty bad team overall, like on offense, so I don't know since um, Ole Miss back when DK – uh, was there they had AJ Brown and when AJ Brown wasn't playing DK Metcalf was playing and it kind of went back and forth um so maybe they 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 just kind of used him differently just because they had that back up there so fair I enough. don't know fair enough Daniel took uh-huh. Burks off the board what what go ahead Corey I'll say who's your number 5 Daniel Well no 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 if you want Corey. me to go again I can No no Corey you don't have anybody selected yet who's your number 5 brother Yeah I already took my number 3 off Yep Number five, I've got Christian Watson uh, out of North Dakota State, 6'4", 208. Um, I mean, just watching him play, I I feel like he should be higher on the list, but I did have to take into consideration that he plays for North Dakota State. So I don't know if what he did there will be as effective in the NFL. Uh, What was most impressive for me is that 6'4", 208, you know, that's a – that's a pretty tall wide receiver. Um, he, he was out in the open field kind of juking people out like a five foot 11 guy. Like he, he makes moves. He makes people miss. Uh, he's terrific in the open field. The speed's incredible. He ran a four, three, six at the combine. I did try to look at the combines after the film, but he looked fast on film. I didn't see any drop balls. Um, my really, my biggest knock on him was the route running stuff. You didn't really see him go out and, you know, run a, a slant or a, an out route, anything like that. A lot of his big plays were made, you know, um, I'm trying to think of the word, in the backfield. He was coming across like a jet sweep. He was, he was taking a lot of jet sweeps and making plays like that. Uh, they were catching him short, and he was making plays, you know, through the middle of the defense and um, juking dudes out and getting past them. So, for a size, just him being a playmaker and being able to make those plays, it was very impressive. Uh, like I said, there there wasn't a whole lot of route running, so I think there's a question mark there. I didn't see a lot of 50-50 balls that he was catching. So um, it, if he maybe played at a bigger school, maybe he would have gotten those opportunities. I don't really know a whole lot about the quarterback play at North Dakota State. Um, but if he had me, he might be higher on the list. I don't know. It's just, there's just question marks there, but I do have him labeled as a weapon kind of like I, I did um, the Eagles running back from last year. Uh, so he was just impressive to me, but um, yeah, just a lack of use in the past game. I want to say. Yeah, I, I liked him a lot uh, when I was going through this. Unfortunately, he didn't make my top five uh, very, very close though. It was like a tie. Um, for is like five a five b for me, but yeah, I, it, the only knock on him is yeah he played at a small school and a couple things go along with that. I mean, I wish he would have dominated a lot more. Like, I mean, he, his film speaks for himself. I mean, he's super super talented and he uses his body well. Six five, 
208 is what I'm looking at here. And, um, yeah, he, he's every bit of that. And like you said, Corey, the 50-50 balls were kind of in question. He needed to kind of use his body a little bit more um, like he like he is built there. And I wish he would have put up better stats at a college like North Dakota State. You would think that anybody that's like super ready for the NFL is going to dominate at the level that um, he was playing at, you know, college and all the matchups and everything. But um, he did go to the Senior Bowl. And he was super flashy there. Like there was a lot of coaches talking about how good this kid was. Um, so that that's something to be said. He goes there with all basically the all stars um, of the college football uh, community, and they he was kind of the talk of the town there. Um, so that is something to be said there. But um, his dad played safety in the NFL. He's got a good pedigree. Um, I I I like Christian Watson a lot, and this is a guy that could either he's he's a total wild card for me which I'm going to really be excited about this in the draft. He could either literally go in like the fourth round if no one sees his talent, or he could honestly creep up if wide receivers start going quick off the board. I mean, I would not be shocked if he was a late first round pick based on his talent alone. Well, yeah, it's like if he could just put it all together, like if, if he can run the routes and he can catch the, like, I just didn't see a lot of balls thrown to him in the end zone, like a lot of 50, 50 ball opportunities. Like if he can do it, he has the opportunity to be an absolute superstar or he could be a dud. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really wish he would have put up some like dominating stats. Then there would kind of be a lot less negatives that people would look for, but yeah, he didn't score very much. Yep. Uh, right. My number four, or sorry, I'll go with my number five. Yeah, we don't have your five yet. What's your five? Yep. So even before the show, I was kind of tossing it up here if I liked my my four or five guy better. But I'm gonna I'm gonna okay. I'll keep it. I'll keep it where I have it. So my number five is Jamison Williams, um, Alabama wide receiver. Um, he tore his ACL in the national title game, unfortunately. So he would have been a lot more highly touted coming into this draft, but it might be a positive on his side um, to get drafted later. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to say, Um, so we'll see. I mean, it could be, it could be a good, good and bad thing. The only bad part is, is if it's a good team that's in contention, they know that they're drafting a guy that they won't have for like six months. Um, so that's the only down downside in it, but, um, yeah, he, uh, I have a note here. He broke Zeke's 300 meter state hurdle record. So the guy's a super athlete. I mean, he's a, he's a state record holder in track. Um, he went 79 balls. He, he caught 79 balls for 15, 72 and 15 touchdowns. So that is super good, especially on an Alabama team with Brian Robinson at running back. And, you know, they always have a few options, a wide receiver, but he was by far the best. Um, one thing that was interesting to me is he played in 2020, he played at Ohio State. Okay, so you could just imagine at Ohio State, my God. I mean, we're going to talk about a couple of these guys here. He had Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, and Jackson Smith and Jigba. And he was competing for time. And I don't know, I I can't tell you why he wasn't getting playing time on that team, even with those three basically superstars for college um, on the same team. But he just didn't play much. So he he entered the transfer portal, went to Alabama, which 
he was honestly really considering during the recruiting process anyway and uh, ended up going there. But he blows by corners. I don't know, Corey, if you watched any game film on him, but corners just don't stand a chance. It was kind of like Devonta Smith uh, last year for Alabama uh, on just the skill that he has against the uh, opposing defender. Um, he had 11 touchdowns of over 30 yards. So the guy is a finisher. When he gets the ball in his hands, he is looking to score. And he did a lot of deep routes. I see a lot of Will Fuller-like comparisons. Nice. Uh, which is decent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's Will, it's Fuller. yeah Will, Will Fuller wasn't hurt all the time. He'd be one of the best receivers in football. Well, I mean, Jamison's already got one ACL down. So if he does it again next year and then the year after that and the year after that, I mean, he's basically Will Fuller. Um, oh god <laughs> <laughs> poor guy I, I didn't mean to do that I didn't you mean did to it, that juju, juju on Jameson here but uh, he has such a long wingspan too for his size um, he is 6'2 but he's 190 and he kind of plays a little lanky I mentioned Devonta Smith um, Devonta Smith is kind of a kind of a lankier guy, not real, you know, super strong. And that was one of his, his weaknesses. And I think he needs to gain a little bit of weight. If he was like six two two ten, oh man, this guy is, would be a superstar. I think if it was, if it was all muscle, because he, the way, the technique that he has and the catch radius that he has, I mean, basically you would just chuck it in his direction and he's going to come down with it. He has great hands um uses his hips well kind of reminds me of like a brandon Ayuk coming out of college um on his just route running and his hip usage um and then he was also a kickoff return man and he had two touchdowns last year um returning kicks so just an all-around good athlete it's really unfortunate he tore his acl in the uh, in the biggest game of the year but um i think I think he's going to slide in the draft due to that. And I think he's going to end up on a good team. And I, I, he just, you know, a year and a half from now, we're going to be talking about Jamison Williams as like a guy to look out for coming into the upcoming season on his sophomore year. Yeah. On uh Jamison, I, whenever I was watching these guys and really for any position, I try not to, I knew about the knee injury, but I try not to let that affect what I think about them and where I put them on my list. Um, I, he lost a tiebreaker to my number one guy because of the knee injury. <clears throat> but besides that, I didn't really knock him. Um, and like you said, oh, he's your like, number two. He's my number two guy. Um, love it. Absolutely I, love it. He, he makes the spectacular, spectacular catches. There's a few times where his QB, you know, missed him, uh, you know, either like too far out or too short. And he was able to bottle it up and catch it. He caught some real close to the ground that, we're just thrown too low. Um, so he, he should be able to help a QB with his, you know, just with that skill. Uh, he's got the top end speed, big plays. Uh, he's great in the open field. He's going to make dudes miss. Uh, I really liked him around the sideline. He looked like a pro on the sideline, getting the feet in. Um, and really my only knock on him was that knee injury. Uh, and that's, I guess, why he's at two and not one. So uh, I, I like Jameson Williams a lot and, you know, he just looks like a Jerry Judy or a Devontae Smith. Like he, he just looks like a top tier wide receiver prospect to me. We, we um, keep throwing around Devonta Smith as a comp. And um, what's interesting to me is, sorry. What's interesting to me is, you know, Devonta Smith is somebody that nobody was really down on Devonta Smith. 
but nobody hyped him up. And it's kind of the same things that we're saying now. Sands injury. We weren't talking about Devontae Smith being injured, correct? He wasn't injured. It was, a, it was a size. Yeah. Um, he was just not praised coming into the draft. And on a, on a team, on the Eagles team that everybody didn't expect a lot out of, we had a rookie with almost 1,000 yards. I mean, yeah, he did good. Yeah, he did good. You guys could be onto something here. You really might be onto something. Yeah, I he was my love for Traylon Burks got in the way on this one, and I Jameson was honestly almost my number three, and he could have even been my number two. I I, I really love James. I mean, it's hard to watch his tape and not fall in love with him immediately. I mean, it, he is so pro ready. It it's I hope he comes back from this ACL even better. All right, my number four is Drake London, 6'4", 219 out of USC. Um, like Daniel said earlier, he's he, he's really good at those 50-50 balls. I put big body catches. Uh, he's near impossible to bring down. He's He's got a great stiff arm. Uh, he's strong. He, he's shifty in the open field, too. Um, as, as much as he's, he's got a, he's got now, I'm not going to say it. Uh, he, he does remind me a lot of like a Michael Pittman. He really does. He, you know, he's got the size, Perfect. but he's all, he's also got the speed and it's, they both came out of USC, but they have a similar skill set. Uh, and he's a really good run blocker. Um, whenever they're running the ball, he, they can almost flex him in as a tight end and have him cover the, um, like when the guard or the tackle pulls, he can kind of fill that spot on the side that they pull from. Uh, he does a great job in the run game. Uh, the, the route running is a little limited. He does lack a little bit of the top end speed. He's not slow, um, but he's not he's not a game breaker. And he is coming off a broken ankle, which isn't super concerning. Um, hold on, let me look at something real quick. He did lose the tie for my number three spot because of the broken ankle, but... I think he probably would have lost it anyways. But, yeah, I love Drake London. He looks good. Pro comp, Michael Pittman. I think Michael Pittman's a really good player. And I think Drake London can be too. You know, if you're looking for, like, a Mike Williams or a Mike Evans kind of type of guy, uh, I think this is your guy. Didn't run a 40, so I don't know his 40 time, but um, I liked him. Looked good. Daniel, did you rank London? Did. Um, a lot of these guys ended up being really close to me. There wasn't, like, a runaway winner. Um, but Drake London ended up being my number one wide wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, I think the Michael Pittman pro comp is perfect. And it was a mix between Michael Pittman and Mike Evans to me. Wow. And I think maybe a little bit more Mike Evans because the, we mentioned the fractured ankle and he only played in eight games. He had seven touchdowns in eight games. You just chuck it up to him. He is the 50-50 ball master, much like Mike Evans. Like if you put it up and Mike Evans is out there and Mike Evans is also 6-5 and he's he's jumping with a corner, you know who's coming down with it. Unless it's Darrell Revis in his prime guarding Mike Evans, he's going to get his hands on it. Um, 210 pounds, he's a junior. I, I loved his tape. He was a basketball player too at USC. So that, that helps a little bit with the 50, 50 ball, um, you know, training to get rebounds and that sort of thing. But um, he is a total mismatch at the next level. And like Corey said, he doesn't have like top end speed, but neither does Mike Evans or guys like that. I think he, he doesn't need it. Um, you know, he creates his own separation. I saw uh, multiple times in film where he was going out on a route and 
the reason that he was open was because of him and he didn't need top end speed because he had already created enough separation to take it to the house. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's, there's not a lot of negatives on, on Drake London. Um, that fractured ankle, I, I think, I think he is going to be fine as far as like timetable, um, for the actual NFL off season. He should um, be, uh, yeah, from what I read, he was actually ready to do all of the workouts at his pro day, and he he strained his hamstring um, working out for the 40. So um, just kind of a normal thing. Actually, a lot of guys do that while running the 40 at the combine. Um, but, um, yeah. Yeah, why, just, why, real quick question. You'd think they'd move the 40 to, like, the last exercise instead of the first or towards the last Cause there's, there's dudes who miss their whole combine. Cause they, the first activity they do after the bench press is the 40. They don't get to do any, you know, if they pull their hammy, they're done. Yeah. I guess. I mean, if you look at those exercises, there's not an easy one. So uh, it's kind of, if you, if you end with the 40 and your body is kind of worn out, you may not run the fastest, you know, I'm sure there's something hey. about that. I mean, I don't know. You know what? I think it'd be better. Cause in the middle of a football game, you're not going to be fresh. Also, in the middle of a football game, you're gonna be wearing pads. I think they should run the forty in pads. I agree. With a, with a ball in their hand, they should that do everything with pads on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But Drake London ended up being my number one, and Vegas also has him tied for first uh, to be selected first as as wide receiver um, to be selected as the first wide receiver off the board. Who's he tied with? Garrett Wilson. Well, that's funny because Garrett Wilson's my number three. Well, go right in because I'll, I'll – okay, we'll go ahead and knock this out just strategically because Garrett Wilson ended up being my number two. Okay. Um, so, obviously, out of Ohio State. So, Garrett Wilson, the guy is just a playmaker, okay? Um, if you look at Ohio State and who he was competing with for the ball, um, he had Chris Olave and Jackson Smith and Jigba – who we're going to be talking about next year, by the way. And I would be surprised if he isn't, you know, one or two on our list next year, uh, because that guy is a stud, but Garrett Wilson was the number one option on his team, which is saying something this year, um, because he is, he is alongside a guy that's going to get drafted probably pretty high too. But, um, at the combine, he actually surprised, um, and ran a four, three, eight, very, very strong, had a 36 inch vertical, and over a 10-foot broad jump, 10-foot three. Overall, just very, very athletic. Uh, finished with 70 catches this year, 1,058 yards, 12 touchdowns. Um, I listed off a couple big games here that he had um, against number seven ranked Michigan State. He had seven catches for 126 yards and two touchdowns. Okay, so great game there. And then against Purdue, which was ranked 19th at the time, 10 catches for another 126 yards and three more touchdowns. So when they needed him, the guy showed up and he has just insane acceleration. Like when I see him just acceleration, but also kind of goes along with a con of mine to where he kind of seems um, not really like all that. I know he's very, very coordinated, but he just seems kind of, uh, reckless is what I what I mean to say, I guess. But um, the acceleration and hands 
it, it almost can't be matched in this draft. I mean, the the toe tap diving catches that he's that he makes all year. And you put a guy, he's only six foot, but if you throw up a 50-50 ball to him, he is athletic enough to catch most of those, um, which, I mean, he, he plays like he's like 6'3". So um, he just kind of had a little bit of sloppy, like he's, he's running um, just kind of out of control. But he, it's just, I think it's the fiery competitiveness in him uh, that just wants to do the best on every single play. He has such drive to keep it going that's one thing i noticed him in the film he gets hit by the first guy and he it's almost like a personal challenge to him that when the first guy hits him he's like well you're not gonna be the one to tackle me so it's gonna be the next guy and then it's gonna be the next guy like it takes two or three guys to drag him down at at 180 pounds it's really impressive to watch and i love watching garrett wilson and you put wilson where sir uh number two there we go yeah, and I had him at number three, like I already said. Uh, Daniel's right. Uh, he can make all the catches. Uh, he's going to make somebody miss, get the extra yardage. Solid route runner. He's snappy. He's going he's gonna to juke some corners out of their shoes. Um, here's, my, here's my knock on Garrett Wilson. He wasn't a big deep ball threat in college, like uh, Jamison Williams or my number one. Uh, and I think that was maybe my biggest knock. I felt like I think all my top three are all super solid wide receivers. I think if somebody pitched me any one of them, I could have flip-flopped, you know, just depending on the information I had. But <clears throat> I think that was the ultimate tiebreaker that dropped him down to three for me. Um, is he, he wasn't big in the deep ball game at Ohio State, which with the speed, you, you would think he should be. Um, and maybe he can do that in the NFL. You never know. Maybe it was just the way the offense was designed. Um, maybe Ohio State liked Olave a little bit better. But, um, yeah, that, that's the main reason he's at three for me because the other two guys had that top end speed. So I'm showing here that Corey's number one and Daniel's number four have not been announced yet. Is that right? Yep. What are the odds sure. they're the same guy? I bet you're pretty high. Do you think so? Because Daniel's one and Corey's four wasn't the same last week. And Corey's one and Daniel's two were the same last week. Corey, you mentioned maybe they like Chris Olave better. Is that the guy? They, yeah, he's my number one. I knew it. I love Chris Olave. It's really okay. These these rankings. I'll just stress here. These one through five. It's like a they're kind of like all in the same ish tier. Like it's 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 almost insulting to have these guys at four or five. But go ahead, Corey. I'll let you take it away since I took uh, Garrett Wilson there. So here's why you're here. Let me pull up my notes real quick so I don't miss anything. Um, Chris Olave, he's a deep threat. He can make all the catches. Uh, he's not a great pass block, or a, like he's not going to go out and block. Like that's probably his biggest knock is he's pretty poor in the blocking game, but he is six foot 187. He's not a big heavy dude. Uh, ran almost identical time to uh, Garrett Wilson, 4.39. Here's what I like so much about Chris Olave. You've got. Here's my pro comp. It's Julian Edelman or a Cooper Cup. Somebody like that who's just going to go catch balls. Uh, he's not He's not really flashy, but he's got the top end speed. So if you just imagine Cooper Cup or Julian Edelman running a 4-3 and blowing the top off a of defense, that for me is the reason why he's there. I don't, I don't know if Chris Olave will work anywhere, but I think if you give him to a Tom Brady or a Sean McVay, uh, just somebody who needs someone to count on, but who can also be a threat. I think 
that's just why I like Chris Olave so much. It's just the way he looked. He reminded me of those two guys, but he has that top end speed. Um, and if he can be that guy, I like when you think about Cooper cup or Julian Edelman, they don't have any plays, you know, in their highlight reel, they might, but they don't have a ton of those plays like a, like a Megatron or, you know, these superstar wide receivers, but they're just productive. They're just going to rack up the yards. They're going to rack up the receptions. But on top of that, he can make those plays. He's got the top end speed to blow the top off the defense. And that's why I like Chris Olave. Um, yeah. I, I have the perfect comp for who Chris Olave is according to this draft and who I think he reminds me of in college. Justin Jefferson, okay. which is saying okay. which is saying a lot. Um, I think he is sort of being overlooked enough to where he will fall enough in the draft to be placed in a great position. Like if if we did post draft, um, you know, rankings for wide receivers the year that Justin Jefferson got drafted we all can agree that, you know, Stefan Diggs got traded away. They needed another wide receiver too. Adam Thielen was kind of still in his prime. And everyone was like, this kind of seems too obvious. Right. But I feel like Chris Olave, like he's like 15 pounds off from Justin Jefferson, but there is not a better route runner in this draft. Ooh, that's big. Um, That's big. He, he is as smooth as can be um, with route running. Everything comes so natural to him. And he's great against press coverage too, which is I look for as far as like, are you going to perform at the next level? Because there's a lot of wide receivers in college that struggle against that. And then the scouts know that, and then they press them and then make them look bad in, in the NFL. So if he's already a good against press coverage, that is a leg up on him, but um, he scrambles around with the quarterback too. I've noticed on game film. So it's like a Tyler Lockett kind of deal. So, like, if Russell Wilson is scrambling around in the pocket. Don't go saying nice things about Tyler Lockett now. Stop. That is the one good thing Tyler Lockett does. He stays in the play. Hey, but hold up. Hold (laughs) on. I think you can put Tyler Lockett in that Julian Edelman, Cooper Cup realm, right? Yeah, I I agree. I I agree, Corey. But Daniel over here fucking hates Tyler Lockett for some reason. I'm not a Tyler Lockett fan. But if I were to hope that a guy would turn into a better Tyler Lockett, it's him. That's fine. I understand. I'm giving you a hard time. He's a better route runner than Tyler Lockett already. I'm giving you a hard time. (laughs) Oh, my God. But but I I saw a lot of plays where the quarterback was scrambling around, you know, the broken play, and he is keeping his eyes on the quarterback, but also just kind of the awareness um, was really, really good with Chris Olave. He he just constantly kept the play going and – one thing I noticed about him, he would run routes and know exactly where to stop. Like if the route called for him to go another 10 yards, but he read the safety and read that there's going to be a linebacker planted there in like zone coverage, he would know to kind of read that and then stop immediately, turn around, give the quarterback a perfect window. A lot of guys just are like textbook. They're like, okay, that's where I'm supposed to be. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But there's a lot of times where he was just, he, he was catching so many wide open balls in zone coverage. And that was him. That's not the plays. That's not the coach. That's him. He created those. Um, the only, the only thing that I, that I have a knock against him is this kind of a strength against um, like Corey said, you, you talked about run blocking a little bit, but he's only 190 pounds and it's really hard to have a lot of strength, but 
Um, he does it with his footwork, you know, as far as press coverage, um, you know, beating, beating corners, he does it with his footwork, not with his upper body strength. But I think Chris Olave, if he goes to the right situation, he could very easily be the best wide receiver to come out of this draft. And I actually, I wasn't all that impressed when I started looking at these wide receivers in general, but now I am super excited about these wide receivers. I think this is a pretty, pretty strong draft for wide receivers, but his run after the catch reminds me so much of Justin Jefferson. Like the guy that, the guy that could take the slant to the house, it's Chris Olave in this, um, in this scenario, because his route running is so superb. You know, Cooper I think Cup, Cooper Cup with top end speed, bud, I'm telling you. He's just going to gobble him up, and he's also going to take him to the house. I think, honestly, we, we got a little bit of fatigue with this class because for two years now, you know, we've been looking at this 2022 class thinking, ah, they're okay, there's no great guy. You know, we, we, have, been, we have fatigued ourselves because of the whole entire time we acknowledged there was great depth. And now here we are splitting hairs, and nobody's upset at all that Corey has Olave at one and Daniel has him. Did you say four or was it three? There, he's at four, but I mean, yeah. but, but he, he could easily be at two, even if, I mean, but yeah. Daniel, your own words where he could be the best wide receiver of the class. And, and what's exciting to me is that, that you guys are right. That we, we forget about the depth. They're coming into the national football league where they end up is going to be important. The coaching they get is going to be important it's it's becoming easier to get excited again about the draft. That's my point. Yeah, I'm real, I, I'm I real excited about the draft. I, I am especially for these wide receivers because, like I said, one of these guys is going to go to the Jets. One of them is going to go to the Texans. <laughs> and then probably one is going to go to, like, the Colts and the Chiefs and, you know, way better spots with way better opportunity. And those guys are going to be flying up the boards and the guys that – get drafted by the bad teams, which they just will because they're going to go early. Um, and it's very unfortunate for their, uh, the start of their careers. And hopefully they make it. <laughs> All right. Well, there we have top five wide receiver rankings. So next week, are we going to do quarterbacks and tight ends next week? Yep. Yeah. Not a, not a strong class for quarterbacks. Um, I think even like Mel Kiper, came out recently and uh, predicted that I'll have to look at the latest predictions, but initially he said no quarterback is going to the top 10. So I've got an idea. Which is shocking. I've got an idea for next week. We've done this in the past. Let's make a consensus for quarterbacks and a consensus for tight ends. Okay. We'll all three, we'll all three rank both positions and then we'll just, uh, we'll share the, we'll share both lists on that. Why right. don't, since tight ends suck, why don't we just do top three tight ends? Yeah. Okay. I'm down with that. Because I, I feel I feel like we will all have the same number one. There's there's a clear guy. I'm not even going to say it. You guys just do your own research on that. There's going to be a clear number one, and then the rest is just kind of you okay. know. There's okay. a couple couple guys sprinkled, but yeah, the quarterbacks aren't very strong, and then top three tight ends. So you want to do eight total players next week, quarterbacks and tight ends. Yep. I'm down. Anybody have good to me? Oh, here, my next page. What is this? Next page. <laughs> Who's that big, about? Big dick. Which that one is Drake London? That's Drake London. <laughs> Does anybody have anything else they want to talk about today? They're, uh, they started measuring dicks at the combine this year, boys. 
We got uh, best bets of the week. We have how many? We have ten ten days until the draft. Wow. That's yeah, insane. yeah. So next week will be tight ends, QBs, and then the week after that will be our mock draft that we do every year. That's a okay, lot of fun. Okay, so two weeks, two weeks to the draft. Sorry, I yeah, keep, yeah. I keep thinking it's the twenty fourth for some reason. It's the 29th, right? The twenty eighth is the draft. Twenty eighth. Okay. That's Man, correct. That is God. Two weeks away. Can't wait. There you uh, have it. Trash can. Hold on. Trash can go gaming. In the chat says one of these really good wide receivers will end up with the line. Have a good career. Okay. No, I. So I think you said lions, right? Yeah. You were kind of cutting out there for just just a second, but I heard the first part. I think that's perfect, but I also think they need one of these bigger guys. So they already have Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, they re-signed Josh Reynolds, who I think might be like six three, but he doesn't play like it. Um, if the Lions are going to go for a guy, they're going to want a guy with some size for Jared Goff. So either one of these like Traylon Burks or Drake London, if they, I don't see them drafting a wide receiver that high, but um, they're going to want a bigger guy. They don't want more guys like Amon Ross St. Brown. That's just like, Hey, he plays well for his size. Yeah. You know, they, they, they want compliments to both. So I, I definitely agree. The Lions need wide receiver help, but I think they're going to go after a guy um, that's a little bigger. Just a prediction. Any more comments on the stream, Corey? Uh, I believe that is it. Yeah, I like that one, though. Yeah. I see the lines definitely <clears throat> bulking up. I mean, they got to give Jared Goff some backup. Well, guys, anything else you want to add? No, sir. Daniel? Nope. All right. All good. I'm excited to watch some QBs. Yep. I like to see how they sling it with their arm. Slanger. Slanger. You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle Up. Team on three. One, two, three. Three.